Welcome to Home of the Brave. I'm Scott Carrier. Today I'm going to play a piece by my friend Erica Heilman, who lives in Vermont. She has a podcast called Rumble Strip that's a lot like this one in that she does it by herself with listener support. Sometimes she interviews farmers about what it's like to be a farmer in Vermont. Sometimes she reports on mental health care in the local emergency rooms, or she covers the new exhibit at the Museum of Everyday Life. And sometimes she does satire, like this piece. You know, yesterday I was driving to an appointment in town in Montpelier. I'd left myself plenty of time, but I live about eight miles outside of town, and it's a pretty curvy road, so there's not a lot of opportunity for passing. And this car in front of me was going 35 miles per hour in a 50-mile-per-hour speed zone, which is fine because if they feel like they need to go 15 miles under the speed limit, they probably should. But I had a lot of time to wonder why they wouldn't just recognize that I was behind them and recognize that I'd probably be behind them for the next eight miles. And why didn't they just pull over just for a second so I could get by? Now, I know this isn't a big problem, but it is a problem. Welcome to the first episode of Problems, a periodic radio drama from Rumble Strip about problems, Pam and Joel's problems. Pam and Joel, who you will hear from in this show, are old friends, and they support each other through their problems. And even if you don't think their problems are very problematic, for Pam and Joel, they are. This episode is called Grout and the Contra Dance. Welcome. Hello. Hey. Wait, sorry, let me turn that off. Sorry, I didn't hear the phone ringing. Are you going to the film festival today? Um, no. I saw that there were some slots to volunteer that I, um, I thought, as I do every year, maybe I should do that. And then I decided, nah. I do that with a lot of things. <laughs> I, just, I just feel tired. Tired, tired. I think that that's something that people, you know, I'm a single mother, and I think that that's something that people don't understand. Having to manage all the tasks of parenthood and all of the, you know, the mundane or the, you know, the the life work <laughs> alone is something I don't think people really get unless they've lived it. I I imagine that's true, but I haven't lived it, so... I'd yeah. be, you know, I'd be, I'd be kind of a, I'd be kind of a dick if I said really just about anything right now. Like yeah. I could be like, yeah, but I don't really yeah. know. Or I could right. be like, yeah. or I could be like, whatever. I mean, what, like, um, I hear what you're saying. I have no reason to doubt you. I don't know. That's about as far as it goes, but that doesn't seem like it would be very satisfying for you to hear. I, I mean, put yourself in my shoes for a minute here, right? What, like, literally, like, what am I supposed to say in a, in a conversation like that? I think that there's just a feeling of um, people not trying to understand, you know, not trying to understand what it's like to, so what if, so what if I, to, so, to be me. And now it's happening again with this part of the conversation. Just Well, no, I'm trying to answer your question, which is, you know, you're right. I'm saying you're right. There isn't, it's in a way, there isn't any real response to that. And maybe it's sort of a call for help. I don't know. You know what I mean? Is everything okay? 
Yeah, everything's fine. Everything's oh, okay. everything's fine. I just wanted to make sure that wasn't literally a call for help that I, as your friend, was no, ignoring. no, 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 no. I mean, there are. It was a tough week. I mean, I, I don't, you know, I don't know if you heard that. You know, River is still struggling with, you know, biting at school, and I, mm. I just don't think the teachers are um, listening to her. I don't think that they're understanding why, and I don't think they're trying very hard. Um, well, I mean, seriously, talk about a cry for help. Yeah. Kids well, going around maybe. biting. I mean, so what, What if anything, like, what do they do? They've called me repeatedly, and I, you know, my, I guess, you know, my response is, are you listening? Because clearly there's something she needs that you are not providing um, as, you know, staff. Are they able to articulate anything back to you, or is it all just kind of like... They are. They wanted to stop, and I understand that. Sure. I mean, she's biting people. Um, yeah, I get it. But, she, I, but hang on a second. Like, is she drawing blood, or is it more like a nip? She only. You know, it was only once. It was. I mean, the blood drawing was only once, and the mm-hmm. other times, no, no blood was drawn. And when the blood was drawn, it was not a significant amount of blood. Well, so you know, and also, I mean, the labeling. You know, a biter. Ex- you know, I'm making exactly. air quotes. Ex- Exactly. Especially because it sounds like it would be more factually accurate to say maybe something a little less stigmatizing, like a, like a nipper. Right. And, you know, the thing is, too, I think you're right that I or think that when she does nip or nibble, mm-hmm. I think that she does it with affection. You know, I mean, sure. she's a really sensitive kid. Well, I think it's just because she's feeling a lot. And, yeah. you know, it's like that. It's like an expression of feeling. Yeah. Um. Hopefully they'll figure something out and be able to, you know, hear what she's trying to tell them because she's obviously trying to tell them something with her nipping. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just also, you know, I I love our school. I know, you know, we both, we love the school. I love Mm -hmm. the school, you know, and I love public school. I love the, you know, the the concept of public school. I Mm -hmm. believe Mm -hmm. in public school. I'm just, I do struggle a little bit with with the, um, the ratios of, of um, teachers to students. I just and I, you know, I support them. I root for them. The yeah, public schools. I I really do. do. I know you do. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, I know you do too. But yeah. yeah, I mean, I can't can't really disagree with anything you're saying. I mean, yeah. Is there something going on at the at the school this week? Thanks. Yeah, there's a on Friday. It's the benefit. Oh yeah. What is it again? It's the contra dance. Oh, the, the contra dance. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yes, and Jill is the organizer of the contra dance, and I was just, you know, I talked to her. I talked to her. I don't know. I guess sometime, maybe last Wednesday, or I talked to her, and you know, the contra dance is the end of the week, and I am. It's also my week to do the snack bucket. Oh, so, sure, the snack bucket. What was on your list this week? It was hummus and carrots. You know, carrots and um, hummus and apple slices, and then I, there's a baked good. So I made some carrot muffins and. You know, that's great. I don't mind. That's fine. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it's all that you sort of I can deliver all that on Monday. But, you know, the thing is that when I when I talk to her, she you know, she's she asked me to make something else for the contra dance. And I thought, I mean, does she have any idea that that is I mean, that again, that's fine. But I am already doing the snack bucket and mm-hmm. I am, you know, I'm a single mother. Yep. So it's not like. That's, you know, it's fine. I can do it. I just, it just seems like a lot, a lot to ask and a lot, a lot for her to not recognize. Oh, yeah. I mean, world, first so. of all, 
there should probably just be a snack bucket exemption if some other event happens to fall that week. Well, exactly. That's what I, exactly. Right. I couldn't, I was like, are you kidding me? I mean, I'm on snack bucket this week. Yeah. That's, that's a lot. Yeah. How's the renovation going in the bathroom? Something was going wrong with the uh, tiles in the shower. Like the grout was failing. Right. What do you mean grout was failing? How does grout fail? I honestly don't know, but it was kind of like, you know, we have the backsplash with some tiles behind the sink, right? And, you know, you can actually see where the grout has been like eaten away, I guess, by the water. And, oh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, this that work was only done, I don't know, whatever, maybe 10 years ago or something. I don't know. I feel like, you know, grout should last longer than that, but it's not. I guess what I'm trying to say is, you know, back to where we what we were talking about before, like the biting and stuff like, yep, I know that's hard for you. And I'm not even trying to compare the two at all, you know, like a child and like some fucking grout. But, right. you know, but now like the bathrooms is like all torn up and people are like stomping through the house, you know, and it's a mess. And that's our only bathroom on downstairs. You know, we, we have two upstairs, but. You know, like if I'm down here and I have to like take a leak or something, I got to go all the way upstairs now. Just think about that time as it adds up over time and think about the value of your time. For six weeks. Right. Or the value, the value of, you know, someone's time or like my time. Right. That is a lot of time. And when Mm -hmm. you think about what your time is worth at work, that's a lot of time that that's sometimes money. So they say. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, like maybe I could like dictate a memo on my way up to the bathroom and bill some client, you know, like I'm right, going to do that. Right, right. Yeah, that's, that's you know, I don't, that grout problem is, it really does seem like it should not have been rotting that quickly. No. I mean, I maybe grout technology has uh, has changed in the last 10 years, but I, I doubt it. I doubt I, it. Yeah, I mean, grout, yeah. Like how hard can that be? Now we have four of us using two bathrooms as opposed to, you know, four and three, you know, that you take one away and, you know, it really screws up the ratio, if you know what I'm saying. I'm glad we just okay, kind of Okay, man. Well, I will, I'll um, see you at the benefit. <laughs> we'll work on that exemption. Okay. Talk All to right. you later. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the first episode of a new periodic mini-series called Problems. Some of life's inevitable problems are big, and some are quite small. But no problems are too small to complain about. You can hear it on the podcast Rumble Strip by Erica Heilman from Callis, Vermont. Most of the time she does serious stories about what's happening in her community. But sometimes she does other things. For instance, sometimes she calls me up and asked me to read the local police report. Someone was drinking from someone else's cup on State Street. Someone set fire to a stack of lawn chairs in front of Kinney Drugs. A Colchester man stole a push mower from in front of the Sears store on Exchange Street. He led police on a high-speed chase on Plank Road where his truck left the roadway and overturned. Someone might have stolen scrap metal from Junction Automotive. On May 23rd at 3 a.m., police searched unsuccessfully for someone who rang the doorbell at 24 Summer Street. 
Peck Road resident called police to report his or her maple syrup sign had been stolen. Police are investigating a theft from a vehicle parked on Mount Pleasant Street. Stolen items include a muzzle loader pistol with stainless steel barrel and a camouflage crossbow with scope. A woman thought she saw someone in her yard, but when police arrived, they didn't see any fresh tracks. An officer on night patrol found an idling car at Willie's Village Auto. They shut it off and took the key for safekeeping. A customer at Dunkin' Donuts called police to report that another was harassing the staff. The man was unhappy with his drive through order, got out of his vehicle and walked back to the window to let an employee know about it. Someone was being cruel to animals on South Main Street. On State Street, an ATM was dispensing the incorrect amount of money. A man is accused of stealing a pretzel, punching a man in the face, and then stealing a woman's car after yanking her out of it. A fight in an apartment on Route 100 got loud, but not physical. There's a link to Rumble Strip and a photo of Erica on our website, homebrave.com. Thank you very much for listening. I'll have a new story in about a week. <laughs>